and welcome to the Constitutional Patriot Supplemental Podcast Tea Party Policy Chat. On today's Tea Party Policy Chat podcast, it is a reminder of what today is. Today is December 7th, and December 7th, the day that will live in infamy, um, occurred on December 7th, 1941, and we have a tribute to that. This is a Hollywood recreation of an actual event on the USS Nevada, a Hollywood, um, a recreation of events that occurred. You should watch this on the videos that will be posted on the Constitutional Patriot Podcast Rumble channel. It will also be on um, the uh, social media posts. Go to scottharrisgroupservices.com forward slash links and you will find um, it there. So here we go. Execute. What is occurring is uh, morning taps and re- and raising of the flag on board of the boat. The flag is being raised. Images of soldiers raising the flags on the submarines that are in port, and the sky is filled with Japanese zeros preparing to bomb and the, the attack begins the sky is filled with Japanese zeros on December 7th 1941 on an invasion the commanding and there is bombing occurring but the men keep playing the national anthem on the USS Nevada They speed up the plane. <laughs> they split up the plane, and then the gun squared, and then they fly off. The reason I played that is because today is the day that world. The day is the anniversary of what caused World War II to occur. Um, Japan invaded. Um, attacked Pearl Harbor on dos- on at um, I believe it was seven o'clock in the morning, seven a.m. Um, in the morning, uh, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, and there was I I had a Pearl uh, Pearl Harbor survivor um, come to my college at Fresno State, and he. Um, and he, he was a historian. He became a historian. And he gave a first-hand account of the events of Pearl Harbor and what happened that followed. Um, they were completely unaware. They expected a land invasion there in the islands. But what this historian highlighted in that presentation was the readiness level of American military forces 
at the time on our homeland. They, this attack on Pearl Harbor was just a naval air attack. Okay, the na- the rest of the Japanese Navy was landing, ha- was being used to land troops in Indonesia. Okay, to secure the oil fields in Indonesia as their source of oil. Okay, so this was an interesting aspect that the, that he gave as a both as somebody who fought in World War II, survived Pearl Harbor, and went on to fight in the U.S. Navy, um, and then became, after serving his country with honor and dignity um, as a war hero, he then became went to college and became a historian and focused his studies on um, the basically what led up to World War II, World War II military readiness, that was the focus of his his studies. And he does that as a way when he's going around and educating people about Pearl Harbor, what the, the war, that kind of thing. Um, and this, this, the significance of this is that 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 invasion force that went to Indonesia, he he at, he. When he learned about that and was studying it, he was wondering, while he was doing his studies, what would have happened if that invasion force did not land in Hawaii, did not land in Indonesia, okay, but then was diverted to California. What if they landed? An invasion, that invasion force on the beaches of California. The military readiness of the United States homeland at that time was, he was almost non-existent. He surmised that it would have, that they could have gotten all the way to the Mississippi River before the forces on the East Coast could be redeployed, forces, naval forces could be mustered, all that all of those things to basically stop the eastern progression of those forces with continual landings and reinforcements being being unloaded off the beach several waves i mean it they could have taken over half this country and the the thing is is that the forces that the forces that they could have diverted from the Philippines, from Indonesia, even pulled forces from China and South Korea, and and that they could have the what if nightmare scenario. Okay, and it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, topic to discuss, um, but thankfully that didn't happen because. Not having that happen, our homeland was allowed to, after December 7th, 1941, we became 100% dedicated to winning the war. Not a negotiated peace, 
but a 100% um, not unconditional surrender. Total victory of both Germany and Japan. Total unconditional surrender. The reason I bring that up, because today is the anniversary of what started World War II, which the only way to win that war was total victory. 100% unconditional surrender of the enemy. A letter by White House staff was given to Joe Biden, the the crime syndicate chief of the Biden crime syndicate who is occupying the White House wanting a permanent ceasefire in Israel and Gaza. Basically wanting the President of the United States to force Israel to have a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. Interesting, but this shows that the Democratic Party, the main st- the mainstay of the Democratic Party, is one anti-Semitic, two wants the river to the sea, total destruction, and wholesale murder of every Jew on the planet. That's what that is talking about here. Because what that does is allows the Palestinian Islamic Jihad organization, the PLO, Hezbollah, and Hamas to regroup, resupply, rearm, and kill more Jews. That's what that is entailing. And this is a situation to where Israel has the unconditional, total, 100% victory over Hamas. And here's the thing. Guess what, Palestinians in Gaza? You do not have, in, you do not have the right to rule yourself any longer. You basically voted in Hamas. You support Hamas. You do not have the right to rule yourself any longer. You will be a basically occupied people, and I think for the next hundred years, then and only then when you can prove that you can live as humans without killing Jews, without acts of terrorism in your daily lives and as a part of your culture and your philosophy, then and only then would you have earned the right to rule yourself. Your society needs to evolve. Your society needs to develop. And guess what? You do not have the right to rule yourself any longer. And we as Americans need to basically stop the insanity. And here's an example of the Democrats' insanity. But we're going to get back to that. Let's get started on the Constitutional Patriots Supplemental Podcast Tea Party Policy Chat.
and in this Tea Party Policy Chat, we are going to have, I have five videos teed up, and we're going to try and get through all of them in the next hour. So here we go. And this first video is, it's a short one, but it's basically, well, well you'll see, this is Marshall Black, I love this woman, Marshall Black, she's from, this is a good senator right here, here we go. You're the Office of Refugee Resettlement, and you're not going to follow what up on where job? these children are and who has custody of these children. Why did you accept the responsibility to be in charge if you're not going to do your job and protect these children? See, what she's talking about here is that is um, Department of Refugees. Basically, there was like 85, 88, like there was like um, thousands, tens of thousands of children that have gone missing that have been, re that have come here as, as basically un un unaccompanied minors. These are children that have been abandoned at the, at the basically just ch children that have just been, nobody brought them here. They came here themselves. They're all minor children. Um, some as young as like four or infants even, and the, um, all the way up to teenagers. These kids have gone missing. They don't know where they are. They don't know. They were not released. There was no DNA markers to where they released to family members. They were just released to anybody says, I'm here to pick up this person. And then they were released with no verification of who these people are. Okay, and they have the government has no idea where these children are, and through this investigation, it has been found that that hundreds of them were recovered working as slave labor in in um, sweatshops as slaves, chained to tables, working making different kinds of of products. And others have been rescued from from sex trafficking, and these were children, okay. And the Democrat Party just turned them over, knowingly turned them over to basically the the uh, the the cartel representatives who brought them over, who they're working off their transportation cost debt. So this is this is basically the Democratic Party's. Um, basically is an accessory to child sex trafficking and slave labor. This is what's going on here, right? There's been documented evidences of these types of things, and this is what she's asking. Where are these children, um, and why'd you take the job? You don't have an answer to that. You don't know why you accepted the responsibility. Senator, I would be happy this is why to we need the secretary this, but to you're come. Not giving me an opportunity. Oh no, I see the secretary, the secretary of labor, the secretary of of state. These people won't come and testify. They won't come because they know if the, to, they they have no answers to any of the Republican questions. Milken, the the Secretary of State, is the most is, I keep I keep I keep can't saying the most incompetent because each and every one, I mean these people are working themselves to the bone to be the most incompetent um, government official in a, in world in world history. Okay, each one is worse than the other. 
right? Or the ignorance and the stupidity of them is growing exponentially. You have a Supreme Court justice who is on the Supreme Court right now that cannot define the difference between a man or a woman. You have you have the head of who's who's supposedly a scientist who thinks that men can give birth to children. You have that men can get pregnant. These is the stupid ignorant stuff that we're getting from this administration. Gave you the, tell me, why did you okay. take the job? I took the job because I'm a humanitarian. I've spent my life. You're in this a work. humanitarian we who can't have... find 85,000 children and don't give a ripping flip about where they are or what is going on in their precious lives. What is your job? You're... See that that that's that's exactly 85,000 children who are in being sex trafficked in slave labor camps, forced labor to repay transportation costs to the drug cartels, the Mexican cartels. And oh, I'm an humanitarian. You are who you're you are humanitarian whose sole purpose it is is to destroy this country to advance a communist utopia of this country, the downfall of the United States, so that China can rise. This is your job. That is your job as a humanitarian because you're a communist. You are an insane, stupid, ignorant fool, um, government person that is not even worth knowing your name um, because you're an idiot. This Marsha Blackburn is right on, right on here. Now we're going to... This I should play in the um, in the in the Patriot Foreign Policy uh, podcast because it's it's dealing with somebody who's there's an election um, that is going to be coming in just like we're having a presidential election they're having an election in um, in Canada our cousins to the north and our cousins to the north in Canada um, <laughs> oh this is this is. The the um, the current prime minister of Canada is Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is the mo is basically he's basically he's the Canadian version of Governor Newsom from California. I am unfortunately a resident of the state of California, and the completely incompetent dumbassness. Um, person that runs uh, the state of California that basically has destroyed the city of San Francisco, has destroyed the city of Oakland, and under his uh, governorship of, of uh, the state of California, Los Angeles, has become a cesspool where there has been both a cholera outbreak and a typhoid outbreak in the 50 square block downtown homeless encampment that the you the that the city of Los Angeles is not allowed to enter or clean up in any way so says a state court lawsuit <laughs> um multi-million dollar lawsuit in the name of homeless people uh was filed by a group of lawyers 
the money, 100% of this payout, did none of it went to homeless people or f- to build a home, but $25 million went to these lawyers and uh, to, their, to their own profits of these lawyers who filed a lawsuit in the name of, um, but not for, where they were the plaintiffs. And it was, um, this is the crap we have in California that, that makes everything so expensive here. California is a cesspool, is a toilet. And the Democrats want to basically take California's cesspool and turn it into American nationwide. The problem is, is that Canada has that prime minister who's turning their country into a cesspool into the north. And this is the person who is trying to challenge that. And it talks about wokeness and how stupid-ass wokeness is. And this is the problem of, of American society, of Western societies, of the liberal, the communist, the Soviet aspects of, of that is used to destroy countries. Here we go. And I wonder if you would like to kind of backtrack or apologize on, on characterizing the CRTC as a small group of privileged insiders closest to the prime minister. Um, the CRTC... Uh, these are the people that are running the government in 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 um, in Canada. But I would also ask him if he would like to define the word woke. I asked one of his colleagues as well for that definition, and I'd like to see what he has to say. Thank you. Actually, I I will backtrack. It is a big group of insiders, <laughs> Madam Speaker. It is a big sprawling bureaucracy. See what he's talking about? He's like, she was like, oh, you said that there was a small group of these people that are trying to, you know destroy the country, blah, 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 and and if you want to apologize for that. He doesn't want to apologize because there's nothing to apologize for. Where the apology should come from is from these group of strawling bureaucracies that are destroying the rights and privileges and the livelihoods of the people of Canada and the ability of freedom and the ability of religion and the ability to basically freedom of speech and the natural born rights that we as humans are given by our creator okay this is this is that's where the apology should come from and that and this and these statements that are making now apply directly to the Biden administration the corrupt illegal government that they are doing the unconstitutional acts that they are doing that violate the the basically the rights that we are given by God and that are recognized in the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution moving forward. With far too, too many people working for it, there will be less people working for the CRTC when I'm Prime Minister because they'll have less power and they'll have a hell of a lot less to do when I restore freedom of speech and freedom of expression online and on the internet. And as for the definition of woke, woke has one purpose, only one purpose, plenty of pretexts but only one purpose, control. It is designed to divide people by race, by gender, by ethnicity, by religion, by vaccine status, and any other way that they can divide people into groups, because why? Then you can justify having a government to control all those groups. No more woke. We need freedom. And I wonder if... Amen, brother. Amen. Okay, so basically, my, my question is, can we get this guy to run for, like, office in the United States? (laughs) <laughs> seriously this guy i love this guy i love it i pray that the people of canada um basically they have a free and fair election to where they actually could have someone um win that is 
the reason I say free and fair is because we, we the democracy is basically not free and not fair in this country because the poor Democrats in Florida, the Democrats in Florida, thanks to Joe Biden, their rights to vote have been taken away. The, the the person that is the destroyer of democracy is, as the Democrats are saying, that Trump and the Republicans are the destroyer of democracy. Trump and the, and the Republicans are not the ones that are basically keeping Democrats um, saying, you, Democrat, you Democrats in Florida do not have the right to vote. Is not the one saying, you in New Hampshire do not have the right to vote. You in... Iowa do not have the right to vote. Okay, you, they're not the ones. The D Republicans and Trump are not the ones saying you do not have the right to be on the ballot. As what they're doing with uh, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. Okay, or the woman, the the other two people that are running. They're saying no. We're not having a debate. We're, you, they're not allowing. The, the people who, non-Biden people, to debate. They're not allowing them to debate. And the media is going along with it as well because MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, NPR, these are arms of the propaganda, propaganda minister of the Democratic National Committee. See, that's what was happening here. So the destroyer of democracy is Joe Biden. Uh, and, and here we have Joe Biden is blocking democracy, the rising. So here we have Biden admin waves off accusations that they usurp democracy by canceling Democratic primary. Okay, they're basically canceling the primary, not allowing anybody to run against Biden. You're not allowed to run against Biden. And that that all of the delegates for the state of Florida and the other states will just be given to Joe Biden. Um, that's authoritarian dictatorship, not democracy. And... <laughs> They're trying to say, oh, we're not blocking democracy. We're not destroying democracy. We're just not letting you vote. I do not do a podcast, uh, UFC event. Uh, I don't do anything. Okay, hold on. This is a little commercial thing. Here we Most go. There we go. Raising. Okay, here we're we go. seeing some pushback as the Florida Democratic Party has moved forward with plans to cancel their primaries. Cancel, the, the Democratic National Committee is canceling, is the Democratic National Committee is forcing the Florida Democrat Party to cancel the Florida primary. Why? There are four candidates running besides, well, no, there, there's three that are, run, that are running as Democrats against Joe Biden as president, and they are canceling the primary for the for the for the, for the what a primary is. People is that you, as a political party member, um, Republican, Green, Libertarian, uh, Peace and Freedom Party, Republican, whatever your party is, you you have a primary where if you're if you have multiple people who want to run. 
as the nominee for the Peace and Freedom Party, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, um, or the Independent, or the Democrat, or Republican, or whatever your party is, you're holding a primary to determine who will run for that office with that um, for that party. So when you have multiple people running, right, you, you could have, for the Peace and Freedom Party, you could have four people who are running to be the nominee for the Peace and Freedom Party. So all the Peace and Freedom Party people get together and they hold a primary for the state. And, and then they get a delegates and then they have a national convention. And, and, and all the delegates from the Peace and Freedom Party all across the country, they go to a convention and they have a nominating. It's like, okay, did how many people, which candidate got 50% plus one vote? of the delegates at the convention. Then that nominating convention nominates because you need 50% of the votes of, from, of the delegates. And the delegates in each state is, is when you're voting for a president, the winner of that state okay, gets how many delegates that state is sending to the nominating convention. And you need 50% plus one vote. Okay. And so you get the delegates, and you, you, you then become the nominee for that Peace and Freedom Party, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the Independent Party, the Democrat Party, or the Republican Party. Okay, But only the Democrats don't do it that way. The Democrats, in their nominating, it doesn't really matter who gets the most delegates or the most votes for the popular vote. Why? Because if the, if the popular vote of the American people that are in that party, Bernie Sanders would have been the nominee in the last two presidential elections. Because Bernie Sanders won the popular votes. Okay? He won the popular votes. He had the most delegates at both conventions. But they have what's called superdelegates. And what you do is if you, ha you have to have the, just a majority of the superdelegates. Well, the superdelegates basically are what's referred to as the Clinton machine delegates. And basically, Clinton determines who gets those delegates. And those delegates is what determines. It's a very small number. I think it's like 30 or it's like less than 30 people. Right? So you could have, so the, the Democratic Party in and of itself within their bylaws is one, a very undemocratic organization, number one. Number two, they don't give a flying flip who gets the most popular votes because in their system it doesn't matter it matters on where the political leadership of the organization determines who gets the nomination so they don't care right this is just another bold face in your face example we don't give a crap what you to people vote because we will determine because we know better that's what that that's what the democrats do
They're an authoritarian dictatorship who have no real democratic principles at all in any way, shape, or form. And this has been bared out through the entire history of the Democratic Party. Um, let's, let's go back to Obama, shall we? In his, um, both of his nominating um, conventions uh, for Obama, what they did is the committee when they would have their bylaws, they would set their platform. They, they call them planks. Of the policy positions and policy viewpoints, and it's called a platform, the party platform. And each policy position is referred to as a plank in that platform. And every party has, these are like sacred planks of their platform. Like for the Democratic party, their sacred plank is pro-abortion. Okay, boom. They try and be like, oh yeah, and, and all this racial crap that they was like, oh, those are sacred planks. Okay. Well, one plank that has been always in on the platform of the Democratic Party, but it wasn't there because the majority of Democrats wanted it there, it was there because it not having it there would show their racism, would show their anti-Semitism. Yes, anti-Semitism. It was the support for the state of Israel plank. Because also as a plank on the Democratic platform is support for the Palestinian um, groups. Yes, groups in Gaza and in West Bank and their viewpoint that Israel should not exist. So basically they would have two opposing factions, but they would say, oh, we're supporting of Israel because it's in our plank of our platform. Well, at every nominated convention, this is what happens. They remove the plank because the vast majority of Democrats want it removed. So they remove the plank to support Israel. But then it get released out. The Democratic Party has just pulled their support for the for support of Israel, and they have a negative media representation in that. And then the and then what they're doing is they're afraid that they will offend the Jewish Democrat voters in 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 New York and other places around the country where you have Jewish. Um, large groups of Jewish people that if they actually decided to stay home and not vote Democrat or they may switch vote to Republican that they would lose seats in the Senate and the House. See, that is the argument to keep it in. And so at both uh, Obama nominating conventions they would put it back. It would, they would take it out. It would be removed out. So they would have to have a floor vote to put it back in. And they would say, to, um, says a motion has been made and seconded to replace the support of Israel plat um, um, position on the platform of the Democratic Party. All those in favor say aye. And you would have, it was, it was silence. All those opposed, nay. And it was massive nays. I mean, it was like you couldn't, the building was shaking for the shouting of nays. And then he would say, the eyes have it. it is, and it's not eyes have it. It was clearly the other way around. 
And this is clear video evidence. I've talked about this. I've even showed the videos in prior podcasts um, that were actually deleted by when you when when I was kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that those videos were up, but uh, YouTube deleted them. Um, so this is this is what needs to be understood. Okay, um, and they basically are undemocratic and anti-Semitic. Here we go. Moving on. The decision drew blowback from Democratic hopefuls Marianne Williamson and Cenk Uger, as well as voters concerned with Biden's ability to beat Trump. But the Biden administration seems to be dodging questions about the lack of a primary, as illustrated by White House Press Secretary Queen Jean-Pierre. Let's watch. This woman is a complete, I refer to as uh, as checkboxes. So we're going to hear from checkboxes, because the only reason she has the job is that she's a basically black lesbian. She is a checkbox, double checkbox. So here's from checkboxes. So does the Florida party then effectively canceling the Democratic primary also constitute voter suppression? I can't speak to that. Why not? Wow, wow. Okay. (laughs) Does the Democratic Party in Florida canceling the Democratic Party basically to keep Democrats from voting against Joe Biden. Does that constitute voter suppression? She said no. Speak to the campaign or the the DNC. Does the White House have any thoughts on... on, She says no, um, referred to the DNC. Those voters being... I I can't speak to that. Is it because of the hatch act? She can't speak to it. Well, it's a simple yes or no question, checkboxes. Can't you answer a simple, you have a, here, checkboxes, FYI, when you're asked a yes or no question, you have, guess what, a 50% chance of getting it right. You know, this is, these yes or no questions, uh, checkboxes, are your easiest ones to answer. They're not asking you to explain anything or to justify anything. It's a simple yes or no. And in answering that question, yes or no, that tells the American people the viewpoint of the Democratic Party, the philosophical construct of the Democratic Party, the basically the voter suppression of the Democratic Party. But refusing to answer a simple yes or no question? I just, this is, you're talking about 2024 election, you're talking about a primary, I'm just not going to speak to that from here. Okay. And this just in, the Young Turks will be hosting Marianne Williamson, Cenk Uger, and Dean Phillips in response to the fourth GOP debate taking place in Alabama. Okay, so this is funny. The Young Turks, okay, the Young Turks podcast is basically, they are communists. Flat out, they're openly socialist. They're communists. They're hardcore Young Turks. They are, they are they are Turkish from Turkey, extreme anti-Semitic communists. Number one, and they're hosting the a, a debate between um, Dean Phillips and uh, Marina Williamson, but not, uh, but not. Robert Kennedy Jr. Interesting on that. Um, why? Because Robert Kennedy Jr. 
is a non-socialist, non-communist, what would be referred to as a moderate, center-left Democrat. Okay, um, he is a Democrat um, in the in the basically in the philosophical construct in economic positions as probably his uncle uh, Robert Kennedy or and or his father Robert Kennedy and his uncle John F Kennedy which for those of you who remember John F Kennedy when he was running for senate um gave a speech before the Unor the New York Economic Council where in that speech he laid out supply side economics and this is what made Ronald Reagan so interested in that in that economic philosophy which became supply side economics reaganomics um and that was instituted by um inspired by John F Kennedy which he could not execute very well as uh president of the United States um, because he was um, had didn't have the the um, the leadership ability didn't have the um, the votes to get those through and he was focusing on other things such as the space program and uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis and those types of things and then he was and then when Robert Kennedy um, was going after the the organized crime that had him killed so so those those are the things that happen um in history so th that's but i find that interesting so get those three together for debate that sounds like a great, great. idea so Good this is them. a fascinating story i want to be really clear about what happened in florida so apparently under the rules the florida democratic party can unilaterally decide what names appear on the ballot so they have decided that only joe biden's name is going to appear on the Florida ballot. Florida That's one way obviously to win. is one, right? Florida's a huge state with an enormous number of Yeah, so basically that is so democratic. You know, that's, that supports democracy in such a way is that we are going to give the people who there there are three people running against Joe Biden for president, but because the Democratic Party cares about the people so much and not wanting them to be confused by actually making a choice, we're only going to give them a ballot with only one name on it to make it easier for the Dem This is because the Democrat Party cares for the people of Florida. <laughs> so stupid. Like, really. How can you call this not voter suppression? Seriously, dumbass. For electoral votes in contention. The idea that they, and, and the, the Florida party, is their response to the complaints has been, well, uh, the rules have been public for a long time. If you had a problem with them, you should have said so. No engagement with the substantive ethics of a state, a major state in the United States of America saying that we are going to unilaterally decide that the people in the state only have one option. Democracy itself is at stake, Brianna. <laughs> I mean, that's the argument for Joe Biden, that yeah. the Democrats are... Yeah, democracy itself is at stake. So, well, yeah, democracy is at stake. Um, by voting for Joe Biden, you're going to end democracy in this country. And that's what's going to happen. Because do, do you think that if the Democrats actually get another, do you think they're going to allow... I mean, think about it. During the Obama era, a woman 
in the on the house floor said she was begging Obama to suspend the constitution and not allow a midterm election to keep power in the Democratic Party in the Senate. Do you actually think that they're going to allow a change in power? Do you actually think that's going to happen? I mean, they have a history of authoritarianism. Here's a perfect example of it. Arm yourselves, people. It's time to 1776, this crap. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, and we're going back to Jareen, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre, also known as Checkboxes. And find out what checkboxes has to say. Um, in 2021, President Biden called uh, Georgia's election law changes new Jim Crow laws that were antithetical to who we are. Uh, they imposed. Okay, what he's talking about is in Georgia. In Georgia, see Jim Crow. First of all, here's the thing: Jim Crow laws. You've heard that term. Those were actually democratic policies and laws that, when the South was controlled by the Democratic Party. After uh, the after the the uh, the revolu after the Civil War and after uh, uh, Reconstruction and those basically those that basically fought in the Civil War all died off, then a new round of Democrats came came into power in the South and instituted Jim Crow laws. Not the Republicans. The Democratic Party instituted Jim Crow laws. These laws were to keep black people from voting. Okay? Because who, why did they not want black people to vote? Because black people were voting Republican. Because the Republican Party is the party that freed the slaves. The Republican Party was founded as an anti-slavery um, tolerance party. Um, that wanted basically to protect the individual rights of the individual, no matter what race, creed, or religion you were. That's what the Democrat. That's what the Democrat Party was against. The Republican Party wanted to protect, wanted to give the vote to the blacks, and still does. But the um, the Jim Crow laws were instituted, and they're trying to say that the in Georgia. Basically saying that you have to be, one, an American citizen to vote. Two, you have to be alive and vote. And you have to have a voter ID so that it would limit voter fraud. Here's the thing. Democrats love voter fraud. Democrats love not having to prove that you're alive. Not having to prove you're an American citizen to vote. Why? Because these, these laws make it easy for them to basically have fraudulent absentee ballots, fraudulent mail-in ballots, and being able to win in elections. That has been documented evidence and proof dating back prior to Clinton. When Clinton was running for office, there were there were basically battleground counties where the county clerks would would verify an election with a hundred and thirty five percent voter turnout. How can you have a hundred and thirty five percent of voter turnout, and how can you have a ninety eight percent vote for for one party? That goes against common sense. Okay, and these and these counties, when audited and verified, 
were in proven to be fraudulent. Okay. In fact, there is a there is a federal case that occurred during the '90s that where there was a, a special quote unquote election where the voter fraud in an absentee ballot was so massive and blatant and in your face fraudulent that the judge, a federal judge, a federal Democrat judge, a judge who was appointed by a Democrat. Um, and was and was ratified by a democrat controlled senate confirmed okay but a federal judge nonetheless was forced to say these fraud is fraudulent because the evidence was so blatant in your face and and massive that and there was no way to determine which absentee ballots were real and which one were fake so he had no other choice but to throw out all absentee ballots and only have the votes that counted on the day election day count well here's the thing this by the time it got to him in the case where he they had the case the democrat special election uh, candidate who quote-unquote won was already sworn in to the U.S. House of Representatives. This federal judge ordered that this person be removed from office, that the Republican be sworn in um, because of this case. And it was appealed and it was upheld at the appellate court. It was upheld. And then was appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court did refuse to hear the case because of principal star decisis. So it is federal court precedent. Voter fraud does exist, and here's an example of it. And the Democrats love these things. They love voter fraud because it makes them to where they can get people into power. Okay. Now, the, the law in Georgia that they're saying is Jim Crow 2.0 – well, here's what happened with that law. Black voter turnout increased. Voter suppression was not did not occur. More people voted than before, and the election was had a higher level of integrity. More people trusted the results than before. There was high trust value in the election. Interesting concept here. Moving on. Voter identification requirements, limited use of drop boxes, and gave state officials more power over local elections. Uh, and then in 2022, Georgia did have record turnout, um, but you had argued from the podium that there was uh, voter suppression. Does the White House still believe that that was true? Uh, I don't have anything else to add from what I stated last time. So what I stated last time is that there was voter suppression, because of the Georgia law. Well, the Georgia law actually had record voter turnout, record voter turnout in all minority groups, um, but there was voter suppression. What was suppressed were basically Democratic efforts to have fraudulent illegal votes. That's what was suppressed. Not legitimate votes, illegal votes. Interesting, interesting concept here. Does the Florida party then effectively canceling the Democratic primary also constitute voter suppression? I can't speak. This is the question asked before, but here let, let's let's get it from uh, 
from another another uh, uh, why not you have to speak to the campaign or the, the, or the DNC does the White House have any thoughts on, on I can't. those voters being... I, I can't speak to that. Is it because of the Hatch Act? Or I just, this is, you're talking about 2024 election? You're talking about... Okay, the, this does not comply. This is not a Hatch Act violation. Okay, if she's able to comment that Georgia, uh, Georgia election laws are voter suppression, then she could talk about the Democrat uh, actions in Florida as voter suppression or not. The fact that she can't see here's the thing because the action by the Florida Democratic vote uh, policy is in a direct violation of of the basically the principle of free and fair elections. Now we're going to. Oh, here we go. I'm going to show you a way oh, to potentially make money by pairing. Yeah, this is they have an Amazon commercial. Here we go. President Biden is in danger of losing the first Democratic primary. Jackie Heinrich is at the White House this morning. Jackie, that's quite a headline. <laughs> okay, see, here's the, she's the woman that was in the that was asking the questions of checkboxes earlier, and see the question is the question is is that is that uh, uh, Biden losing the first first Democratic primary? Well, see, it's in New Hampshire. The first primary, according to New Hampshire. The New Hampshire Constitution is that they are the first primary in the country, where Iowa is the first caucus, is the first um, way to to basically have the caucus is different than a primary, and Iowa is the first vote is the first way to vote in the country on a caucus vote, where New Hampshire is the first primary in the country. These are the laws of those two states. And Iowa and New Hampshire, according to the Democratic National Committee, are not the first primaries. The, these votes do not count in the Democratic nomination process. Moving on. Explain this to me. Yeah, you know, Ashley, top Democrats are now reportedly scrambling to find ways that uh, avoid a scenario in which Joe Biden does not even appear uh, on the New Hampshire primary ballot and ends up losing that primary state, first in the nation. Uh, Biden and the DNC, though, really brought this on themselves by reshuffling the Democratic primary calendar to make South Carolina first. That state rescued the president's flailing 2020 uh, campaign and put him on a course to the Democratic nomination. But New Hampshire's state law requires that their primary be held first, and Republican legislators are not amending that. The deadline to get on the ballot is June 3rd, tomorrow, and Democrats are floating the possibility of putting together a party-run primary to get around that state law, according to a political report. Quote, in states where state legislatures have refused to comply with the party rules, the state parties have run primaries that are conducted by the party, said James Roosevelt Jr., co-chair of the DNC's Rules and Bylaws Committee, adding that New Hampshire Democrats are aware that that is an alternative. The president has yet to hold any in-person campaign events since announcing his re-election bid about a month ago, Ashley. See, this is an older story. Get their act together is, is what we're saying. Jackie, thank you very much. That that is actually a key thing that ha that has occurred. So, what do we have? What what do we get from this? The clerk will call the rule. What do we get from this? This is, uh, where are we in this? What where does this leave us as a nation? Where does this leave us as 
as anything about that. Well, it leaves us in a situation where Democrats basically are in a in a process um, to basically sur- suppress any opposition to Biden because they they know they they think for some stupid reason that they think that Joe Biden can beat Trump. Um, the reason for that is if they were to allow a free and fair election in the primary system, which we already know that Biden would not win because guess what? He didn't win it last time. He got the nomination, but he didn't win through votes. He got the nomination through those through those um, uh, those advanced delegates, those those the those special delegates. Um, count and not through the actual delegate count. He did not win if he if he if the Democratic Party had the same nominating process as basically the Republican Party or the Peace and Freedom Party, any of these other ones, Hillary Clinton would not have had the nomination or or Joe Biden would not have nomination. Both of those times it would have been Bernie Sanders. Okay? That needs to be understood. Okay? And he, I love it when it's like, well, that's not, I, Democrats say, well, that's not true. And I go, how is it tr- not true? Explain to me how it's not, right? You have special delegates that basically get special votes, and it basically it's the majority of those special delegates are the ones that pick the Democratic, when, when, you, have, when you have more votes for regular delegate votes, a higher percentage of of populist votes, how is it possible that it's not? Okay, so they can't answer that. Well, it's just the by the way the bylaws of the Democratic Party work. That means it, it's it's dem- democracy. No, it does not mean it's democracy. It means that you basically you basically have a small group of oligarchs. Okay, that pick who is the nominee running for your party. That's what matters, is who are these oligarchs? Yes, oligarchs. Okay. <laughs> Dumbasses to Democrats as heirs to breathing. They don't under, understand concepts of anything. Well, thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat on December 7th in the year of our Lord 2023. God bless you all. God bless the Israeli Defense Forces. Keep fighting and only accept an unconditional surrender. Total 100% victory. Thank you and God bless.